This is Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and the speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast. I am thrilled to have uh, actually a dear friend on the podcast today who I've known for 17 years, believe it or not, but is certainly very accomplished. Nicholas Arnold is an entertainer, writer, and speaker based in Toronto. In 2008, he became one of 20 across Canada to receive the TD Canada Trust Scholarship for Community Leadership, which is quite the honor. Uh, he's a graduate of Vancouver Film School. As a physical comedian, he's spoken and performed on various stages and recently spoke on the TEDx stage. Very thrilled to have, have him on the podcast today, talking on speaking through performance. Nicholas, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be on here, Carl. There are three things I want to focus on today. We could probably talk for the next hour and just get caught up because we Easily. don't have yes. every day. But uh, three things I want to talk about today based on the speaking through performance uh, theme. I want to talk about storytelling and I want, I want to talk about preparation, the type of preparation you do as a performer. And also I want to talk about this thing called mindset. We've been hearing mm-hmm. mindset a lot over the last 10, 15 years, but I want to get your take on it. But let's start with storytelling. When it comes to storytelling, Nick, what are some of the things that, that you do on a regular basis to make sure that you're hitting elements of storytelling all the time? Yeah, well, I, for me as a speaker, I, I'm, I'm very grateful that I sort of have this background in filmmaking and writing uh, and, and acting because embedded in me is this sort of natural instinct of telling a story. And so transitioning into whenever I'm doing a talk, whatever that uh, topic is on, it might be on leadership at a high school or um, in the case of the TEDx talk that I did, it was a little bit more personal, but based on uh, sort of broader thematic elements, I'm looking at how I can sort of weave in that three act structure that I always knew about as a writer when I was writing screenplays, directing films. So storytelling, it doesn't necessarily have to be, it's, it's not always about just having your own personal story woven into it, but it's about how you structure your talk. So when I talk about this sort of three-act structure, that's what every good story is sort of based on. You have act one, which is your inciting incident, act two, which is the meat of your story, or in this case, the meat of your talk, where you're going to hit all the finer points, the finer details, and act three, which is where you bring it on home and sort of give your sort of closing arguments or um, motivational statement to kind of send everybody off with. And act one and act three, to me, are the two very key and important things because act two is where you're going to get the general information out, but act one is where you're going to hook your audience and act three of course, of course is where you're, yeah, you're going to tie it all together with a nice little bow within that comes this natural sort of storytelling flow. It's not about having a personal story attached to every talk because sometimes that's not relevant. Sometimes that's not important. Um, but it's about how your talk flows so that it's not this sort of general rambling rant. And, and if we refer it back to the speaking world, because you've, you've done a lot of speaking as well, mm-hmm. the, the act one is your introduction. The body of your, your talk would be act two. And act exactly. three is, as you said, it's wrapping, up, wrapping it up. It's the conclusion. It's the call to action. Yeah, call to action is that big sort of buzz phrase in the speaking world. And that, that is your act three. That's your closer. That's, that's 
how you send your audience off into the world with whatever you've tried to teach them, tell them about, or enlighten them to. You, you made a very interesting point, Nick, when you said that not all talks need stories. But let me ask you this question. How important is it to make sure that if your talk requires a story that you're injecting it into your talk? It's a delicate balance because you want to inject it in a way that seems very natural and not something that the audience is completely aware of. You want to kind of weave your stories in so that uh, the flow is very, very natural if you're going to tell a story. So in the, in the case of the TEDx talk that I recently did, I actually started with the story. And what that allowed me to do was come to the themes and ideas that I was actually talking about in a sort of unexpected way so that as the talk unfolded, the audience is going, oh, this is what he's talking about. Uh, in the case of that, it's, hey, I'm, you know, I'm kind of catching them off guard by going, I'm just going to tell you this personal story and here's what I'm actually talking about. But you can also do the reversal or you can weave it in sort of in the middle in a very natural uh, sort of way. So it's a delicate balance and it all depends on, uh, I think, the topic and the actual point you're trying to get across and where that sort of emotional emphasis needs to be. I think it also would depend on the style of speaking that you're doing. If you're yeah. doing on a talk that's already story-based, you better have a story and it better flow properly or it's going to disconnect. No, exactly. It's, it's knowing your audience, knowing the context of where you're speaking as well is a very big thing. My guest is uh, Nicholas Arnold, entertainer, writer, and speaker. We're talking on speaking through performance. One of the things that every speaker does or should do as every performer does or should do is this thing called preparation. And I, can, I can't tell you how many times as a speaker coach, uh, even on this podcast that I've said, you know, you, you have to practice, you have to prepare before you get on stage, before you get in front of an audience. How important is it in, in your world and what you do? Oh, well, it's so important. I mean, as actors, we're taught that, you know, the best way to handle an audition, right? Auditions are the big things that uh, actors are very often afraid of. It's that dreaded thing because it's, it's the job interview that we're constantly going on. But as actors, we're taught to treat the audition as though it is a performance. And the best way that you can nail an audition, whether you receive the part or not, is to go into that room with a fully prepared scene and a fully fleshed out character. And that is all the work that you're doing prior to actually getting into the room. Uh, of course, you do all that same work once you've booked the part, you're, you're on set, you're on stage, you're, doing, you're in rehearsals, you're doing that preparation, obviously, because you need to, it's part of your job now. But in a similar vein, I think as speakers, we need to do that same amount of preparation. We need to come on stage with that fully fleshed idea uh, and that fully fleshed persona of who we are as the presenter uh, so that we don't kind of become this rambling uh, speaker. I remember doing a talk. Uh, I mean, I was, I was 13 at the time, but I was doing a talk at a, a school assembly uh, for a fundraiser that we were doing. And I had very little, next to nothing, prepared. And what the result was, of course, was a lot of, re I was essentially repeating the same phrase over and over for 15 minutes. <laughs> of course, I'm just doing that to my general school population. I'm sure they weren't too picky about what they were hearing. But when you're going out on these bigger stages, these national stages, whether it's a corporate event or something bigger, something like a TEDx event, TED event, you've got to do the preparation ahead of time. And that's what's going to set you apart from all the others. What are the three things that you would say that you do to prepare? If you had to narrow it to three, what are three things you do sequentially every time I do these three things to prepare every single time I'm going to take the stage, regardless of what that stage is? 
Yeah, well, as a as a physical performer, I mean, a lot of it was um, recording and and viewing myself back. Uh, that that sort of preparation allowed me to visually see what I was doing physically uh, as a comedian, uh, and as a speaker, it's sort of the same thing. Basically, I've had to. Uh, luckily, over time, I've become very good at memorizing. Uh, but I do write out my speeches as though I would an article. So that's where I invoke my sort of writing skills. Uh, I write them out now. Whether I'm going to say them in the same way or not, that sort of occurs as I start getting up on my feet and, and saying the speech out loud. Uh, but then it becomes a sort of thing where for me, I get right into the memorization phase because in the memorization phase, I'm also figuring out how I actually want to deliver these phrases. Because sometimes the delivery out loud is going to be different than uh, the sort of written phrase on the page. So I start immediately just chunk after chunk saying it out loud, saying it without looking at the page, trying to say it naturally in a way that still makes sense. And it's slowly becoming more and more embedded in my brain. One of the things that we talk about in the speaking world too, Nick, is, I mean, memorization obviously is very important for nailing your talk and knowing the flow of it. And that way, when you do hit the stage, it's, it's, it's basically, it's, it's muscle memory. Mm -hmm. But at some point in that preparation, I'm assuming if there was a fourth thing to add, it's taking that memorization and turning it into internalization. Yeah, no, big time. And that's why I say jump on that right away. Uh, it, it don't, uh, for me, don't start with just reading this, the speech out loud on the page, literally start with the memorization, get that first sentence down, get that next sentence down. But then what you want to start experimenting with is can you get the idea of that first sentence out loud, the idea of that second sentence out loud without reading it uh, verbatim the way you had written it. And if it still comes across clearly, then you're starting to internalize the ideas that you're actually talking about. And that's where recording comes in. Because if you can record it and listen back and go, okay, hey, I didn't say this exactly the way I wrote it down, but it makes sense. That means I'm getting it. I'm understanding what I'm talking about. Then you're on the right track. Nicholas Arnold is an entertainer, writer, and speaker. I'm so blessed to have him on the, on the podcast today. I want to move on to mindset because I, I think one of the reasons why people, especially entrepreneurs, one of the reasons they don't get on more stages is they're either terrified or they, they, either, they either say they don't know how to do it. So they're automatically setting themselves up for failure. I call it self-defeating prophecy, meaning they're, they're, they're not in the right headspace. They're not setting themselves up right. So how important is mindset. Unbelievably important in everything that you do. I mean, as a comedian, if I'm not in the right headspace, even, well, uh, I mean, mentally, then it's going to fall apart. But not only that, the audience can sense that. The audience can sense if you're not in the right headspace, if you're not meaning what you're saying. Ironically, I, when I was doing the TEDx talk, I was not in a very good headspace. I was in a little pocket and period of depression and uh, not feeling sort of good about where I was at in life. Of course, the TEDx talk is booked months in advance. Uh, so now it's this appointment that I've got to keep, but life and circumstances have sort of happened around me. Um, and I'm not in real life feeling very genuine about where I'm at. What then becomes important is uh, focus, clarity, uh, and that's where also your preparation comes uh, becomes a, a very important tool ahead of time because at least you've got that sort of down pat. But in terms of focus and clarity, what I mean by that is, again, understanding the context of where you are, who you're speaking to, and being present. We hear about this all the time, but as actors, if you're in a scene, being present is what sets you apart from the rest. That's where you're not, you know, they say the best actors are not really acting like it's it, it, you're 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 hitting it when you're no, when you're no longer acting and the same can be said for speaking if you're um i could have gone out there on that tedx page uh, tedx stage and just 
rambled off what I had written, but what was important was being present with the people, looking them in the eye, speaking to them directly, and not thinking about anything else. And given where I was at in my own headspace, that became of utmost importance just to get through the talk. I think being present too, and I think you you started to hit on this, um, <clears throat> being present too also means rolling with the audience because you never know. Yeah. When you step on the stage, you don't know who the audience is. You don't know how they're going to react to the jokes. You don't know how they're going to react to the stories that you're telling. So you might have to engage them differently than you did the performance you gave a week ago. Well, and it's funny because I, I, I think uh, it seems a little bit silly, but I think improv skills can benefit speakers just to have that uh, confidence of rolling with the punches. So, I mean, for instance, I knew, especially given my audience at that TEDx stage, I knew that some of my jokes and the context of what I was speaking at wouldn't necess necessarily hit with the age group of that audience, but I was very prepared for the possible silences that would come after some jokes. Uh, and I was prepared in such a way that made it look uh, as though I was in complete control, uh, that I wasn't uh, bombing. But this comes from times where I have bombed as a comedian, uh, times where I have tried improv that's fallen flat. And so developing those skills, I think it, it would benefit a lot of speakers to take an improv class as silly as it might seem, because you're going to be doing a lot of character work and scene work and all that kind of stuff. That's just the natural environment of an improv class. But you are going to develop a little toolbox that would benefit you uh, on stage when you are working with an unreliable, unpredictable audience. And that's another step of practice and preparation, which just makes you that that much stronger and more ready to, to roll with those punches. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm in complete agreement. All right. So Nicholas Arnold, my, my guest today, uh, entertainer, writer, and speaker. You have done so many things in, <laughs> in your career already. I know you've, you've written uh, and directed movies. One of the things I did want to give you the opportunity, though, to share with our podcast audience is if people want to find out more about you and some of the things that you've done or if they have any further questions after today, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Yeah, the, the best bet is to visit me on my website. And from there, you can kind of uh, jump onto all the other uh, sort of socials that I'm connected to. And my website is imnicholasarnold.com, just the letter I, the letter M, nicholasarnold.com. Uh, and you'll find out everything that I'm up to, whether it's upcoming events or articles that I've written or upcoming speaking engagements. Um, and you can easily contact me from there for sure. And I welcome it. All right. Nicholas Arnold, entertainer, writer, and speaker, dear friend as well. Uh, it's been a long time, but thanks for taking the time today to chat with me on the podcast. Oh, thanks so much, Carl. It's uh, great to speak with you. Until next time, it's Carl Richards. Get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking.